on a hill above the sea. Power in the voice of us, a corner. But it all amounts to nothing. Together we don't sing. Welcome to the Loyal Locals podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Dyer, back at you for another week uh, in our current form. Um, a lot of changes in store, I think, for both the group and uh, maybe even for this very podcast. Um, we are going to get into all of that tonight. You may be wondering, uh, you know, there's not a team, there's not a game. Uh, what is there to talk about? Well, we have a new team and we are moving in a new direction, and uh, there's a lot of work to be done uh, over the next year. Some important uh, dates coming up that uh, you will need to know about, especially if you'd like to help push the group forward into this new, uh, these new uncharted waters, uncharted, charted, you know what I mean? Okay, so to help me uh, navigate the unchartered waters is producer John Cross. John, <laughs> sorry, you, you give me a week off and I forget how to how to uh, podcast. How are you? Uh, I am doing pretty well. Um, yes, uh, we we didn't get a show out last week, but uh, we do have like I guess a couple weeks of news and some wrap-up things to talk about that as you alluded to in your opening you know we we don't have a team i guess at the moment the team we're pointing towards is out on the horizon uh won't be starting till 2025 but as our membership had expressed in the surveys there are a lot of people interested in some general support for the other teams that are in our region so we certainly have some news for some of them, as long with some SDFC news as well. So we got a got a bit to talk about on this episode. Yeah, you know, I was uh, <clears throat> just watching the uh, San Diego State Grand Canyon uh, basketball game, the college basketball game. Uh, San Diego State is losing to the uh, the Antelopes of Grand Canyon University. And I found out something that I didn't really know. Um, so Grand Canyon University, I don't know if you've ever uh, been to Arizona or looked at a map or an atlas. Uh, you know where the Grand Canyon is? I do, yes. It's in northern Arizona. Uh, the closest city, I think, is Flagstaff. Even that's like two hours away. So I'm thinking Grand Canyon University got to be in Flagstaff, right? It's not. It's in Phoenix. How dare they? How dare they call their university Grand Canyon anything when you're in Phoenix? You you, you could call it uh, uh, Grand Hellhole Valley University. You could call it uh, any number of terrible desert names. But Grand Canyon just really gives, I think, the wrong idea, you know. You've got other university systems. Uh, I'm thinking of like the directional Michigan schools, you know, 
Eastern Michigan, Western Michigan. They tell you right where they are. You know, there's no sugarcoating it. You know, we're on the left side of the mitten. We are Western Michigan. You know, like, boom. It's honest. It's real. And I can respect that. But Grand Canyon, and they're they're winning, by the way. That's uh, another reason why I'm not too happy with them. Uh, uh, They are beating San Diego State, who is probably going to be knocked out of the top 25 uh, after losing this game. So anyway, just a little, uh, little college talk there at the top of the show. I've been thinking a lot about college sports the last couple of weeks and uh, God, it just, you know, you're not, you're not anywhere near the grand Canyon, but whatever. <laughs> Imagine going to that school thinking like, Hey, I'm going to be able to go to the grand Canyon on the weekends. And then, Oh, it's a four hour drive. Like, you know, just disappointing all around. Well, I didn't, uh, wasn't watching the basketball game and didn't, didn't watch the game was keeping tabs though on the U S women's national team and saw that Jaden Shaw from the wave got the game winner in the match tonight. So congratulations to her. I think that's her second goal, uh, for the national She's team. She's so good. She's really good. Yeah. And young. It's and funny. Uh, I, I think about the while. world cup and I'm, you know, I think about the women's world cup that we just played and, um, you know, she just scored so many goals and wait, did she not, did she not make the, uh, the world cup roster, uh, John, what, or was yeah, she on there? Wow. Well, I don't even want to get into that. <laughs> we we'll see what happens in a few years here. She has a bright future ahead of her. So I would expect sure. if if she plays the way she's playing now and develops the way I think everybody expects her to develop, I don't see how she'd be off the team in, in another four years here or, or, yeah. you know, yeah. I guess the Olympic team coming up. Totally forgot. We got the Olympics oh, coming. Yeah. Soccer never stops. Does it? No, I can't even keep up with it anymore. There's two. I used to complain that I could never see soccer on the television when I was younger. And then we got to the stage where there was lots of soccer on television. I can watch it. And now I can't keep up. There's so much going on that I, I love it, but I cannot keep up with everything. I wanted to watch the game tonight, but I was busy doing some other things. So I just you know had uh, my folk mob alerts on so I could just keep track of it. But it's, it's nice. It's a nice problem to have that uh, I've never had in my, in my life that there's you know, so much soccer right. that I can't keep up with it. All right. So I wanted to ask you, because I have been completely disconnected from like, not soccer, the sport, but like the local pro soccer scene the last few weeks, we, you know, we, my, my kid plays, we had, you know, showcase in Phoenix, we had surf cup and then he, you know, rolled right into high school. So like, I've just been, driving him all over, uh, all over the place and really, uh, not paying attention to all the stuff happening locally. I know we had, uh, some a community event with, uh, SDFC. I think the soccer's are rolling again. Um, right. what did you want to hit first? Uh, let's just do them in the order. You, you mentioned them there. Let's go with the street flow event on Saturday that SDSC had. It was, for those who didn't make it out, it was uh, a street soccer competition. There was some 
street art, you know, the art competition that they did between a couple of artists and, and a, a venue and area where a lot of local artists were showing off their wares um, and a skate competition at their skate park there at Linda Vista Park. And it was quite well attended. I am very thankful that I had someone who was able to drop me off with all my gear because I wasn't there as a locals member per se, since I'm getting my soccer shorts started back up. I was there in my soccer shorts hat, so I was doing some filming for that. But there were um, a ton of people there. I mean, it was very, very well attended. You had um, several of the supporter groups were represented. The Shavos were there. We were there. And a huge shout out to Riptide, who were there, who um, they came prepared. They, they had a tent. They were wearing their gear. They had a nice sign-in table with stuff for kids to interact and draw on and had buttons and stickers and um, a lot of people asking about becoming members of Riptides because they were, they, they were prepared for the event to, to talk to new people about being part of an SG. Oh, when's their, when's their podcast? Now, when's their podcast stream, John? Ah, <laughs> have no idea. Oh, okay. Okay. No, just wondering. I was just wondering. Okay. But, and I know we are, um, you know, late to the party, so to speak, because we took some time making our decision. Because we cared about our um, club? Yeah. Crazy. And this was a, a a last minute, I guess not a last minute thing for us to do, but it was a, it was a thing we've, we've kind of cobbled together to have a presence there. Um, I'm sure we will get better with that in the future, but that was, I mean, a good model to look at. Um, well, you know, the good news is, is, is that a lot of interaction. Yeah. The good news is SDFC. They're doing these things like every month, these community events, they don't got any games. So they really have to uh, continue to engage the community in different ways uh, because of the lack of games, trying to maintain momentum and excitement. And I think that uh, there's going to be lots of opportunities to um, kind of, uh, grow the supporter group uh in the direction that it needs to grow which i think is a good segue into what we need in order to do that um i think that there are some elections coming up uh some leadership roles uh basically you know none of this happens uh in a vacuum it doesn't happen by magic there are individuals behind the scenes, uh, you know, giving their time, effort, and talents to put everything together from the artwork that you see in the logos, uh, this show, the other shows, um, merchandise, keeping track of members, fulfillment, all of that stuff uh, takes, takes a person to, to do work, and uh, it doesn't pay very well or at all. So... Um, <laughs> As we move forward, I think one of the things that jumps out to me just in, and this is just something that is coming to me as we're talking about this event, um, you know, we are a little bit behind, I think, in uh, kind of, I guess, adjusting some of our uh, our image, right? Like, I feel like we are still very much uh, a San Diego loyal looking organization um we are going to keep the colors that was something that 
uh, I think was kind of determined um, in Congress. But, you know, I think there does, there needs to be some sort of um, visual pivot. I'm not saying uh, to start dressing like cops. We should not do that. Um, <laughs> despite the, the team's colors being uh, blue and, and silver. Um, but like something might need, need to be done there. Right. And to determine what that is and the way it goes about, we need, you know, people in leadership to kind of drive that train. So that's the long way of me asking you about elections. Well, elections haven't been decided yet for exactly how that's going to look. It is likely my best guess will happen in, well, because of where we are in December and we have a Congress meeting coming up, it's likely to be to happen in January. And we've only done elections once before because typically our, not typically, our, the way our bylaws are currently written and the directors we have, they serve two-year terms. So we had our initial people started two years later. We had one set of elections and those happened in January. Uh, two years ago, so likely it'll be uh, something similar this time around. But definitely keep your, you know, your eyes and ears open for information through socials and on Discord, because we have had great people helping lead this organization for the last, you know, four plus years, from people who started it initially. And really, of the four initial people who started it, Steve is the only one who's left of that original four. Jerry now has gone on to SDFC after being with the Sockers and then Wave for a while. Um, Daryl stepped back from doing things, not actively involved like he was before, and Drew has moved to a different part of the country. So Steve is the only original member who is still here. We've had other people who've stepped up over the years. But this is going to be a big transition. And as we said last time or in previous episodes, the the pivot to SDFC was was not an easy choice, right? And it's a it's a direction we're headed and how that looks still, we're not entirely certain. We still need to firm up some things. But we have people on leadership who I mean, without naming individual names, but we have people who have supported other MOS teams their entire life, pretty much. So, you know, to make a switch to FDS, SDFC is is not going to happen. They they already have a team. You know, they're they're happy to be part of the locals, but maybe in a in a lesser role and maybe more of our community event types of things, or maybe go to wave games. But probably not in the leadership role because that conflicts with something they already support or other things in life have changed for them and and they they need to take a step back so we're always every time with elections looking for people to step up and this is a you know i, I don't want to say a crazy year but it's going to be a different year it's going to be we've said we're going to pivot to sdfc so in, in some people's minds, I think they think like, oh, well, we have a whole year. It's like we have so much time. Um, I would argue, and as I know in talking like, through my soccer short stuff with the other supporter groups are already the mindset of we only have a year to get ready for this and we have to get moving. And I agree with that. I, I think 
if you're looking at SDFC, even though they don't kick off till later in 2025, there's still a ton of work that needs to be done. We have to firm up some more of our positions as a supporter group for where we're headed and what we want to do. Plus our membership said about strengthening our relationship with Soccer's and Wave, and I'm sure we'll we'll talk about those two groups here in a second because there's some things that have happened with both of those. So we are probably expanding broader as a supporter group than we were before. We were hyper focused on the loyal, and now it seems like well, we're going to be. I thought focused. it was not going to be a supporter group for all teams. It was going to be SDFC. How does... It's not for all teams. It it will be for SDFC as the common thread, as I said before, that runs through the supporter group. But we want to work on building those relationships with the other SGs and how can we support. And there's a lot of people who want to do something this year as well um, and may pick up season tickets, say, for the wave for this year to, to check it out because maybe they didn't last year. Um, and... By the way, if you haven't heard, those season tickets are available now, and they're $210 for a ticket in the supporter group section and $138. Isn't so that cheaper than, might... uh, one, than $109? I think, for the season? I think it is. Well, I think the cost by per like game bucks. is the same, but mm. it's fewer games. Oh, okay. Okay. That, that you're getting. I'm just thinking about but, the check I have to write. Well, figuratively, I'm right. to check this. <laughs> so. Um, we have that, and the soccer's just had their home opener this last weekend. So again, yeah, sure last we'll talk about... uh, last season in the uh, the beautiful sports arena. Last season in the sports arena, yeah. They have some cool events I know planned for every home match for all the some kind of representation of each championship that was won in the sports arena. Um, so they're doing those for their home matches, and the next one's going to be. Two weeks from last Sunday, so the seventeenth, I believe, whatever that that Sunday is. So let me let me uh, we'll, before we get too far into yeah. soccer's, I want to ask you um, about SDFC, and you mentioned working with other supporter groups. That includes, of course, the uh, other SDFC supporter groups. Um, I, I don't know where this left off, and you know, I have not spoken with anybody from the club. But, you know, there was kind of some side conversations about organizing some kind of like federation uh, between like an all umbrella of, group, like between all of the supporter groups. Right. Right. Um, because the, in theory, we are sharing a supporter section. Um, we are all going to be together. I think the idea is that we remain together, um, much like. Portland Timbers, you know, there are different supporters group groups, but they all are on that end of the stadium and not do what happened with LA Galaxy, where you have these supporter groups who are located at different ends of the stadium, uh, which I think really negatively impacts your, your atmosphere. So um, where are we on that? Is that something that's being discussed? Are we getting anywhere on that? And And what's needed from potential, you know, new members of leadership to, you know, make that happen. Or, you know, if, if right. it's not a popular idea, you know, make it not happen. What, where are we on that? Okay. So here is, I'll answer that, but also preface it with this. This gets back to the getting involved piece because 
unfortunately for us as a supporter group, we are in a window here that by the end of January, all our elected leaders are termed out. So we have to have elections. So we're going to have a turnover. And while all that is being planned, there are things that if we want to pursue this with SDFC and be a supporter group that are going to be happening this month, uh, some within the leadership of the locals. And there is supposed to be an event. I don't know that if it's fully confirmed yet, so I don't want to give dates or anything, but something later in December before, before Christmas time, but, but getting kind of close to that. Um, but I'm not, I'm not sure if any of those dates are firmed up yet or not. Um, but yeah, the, the other supporter groups have been talking. There's Riptides and Chavos, which we know have, have been all in on this very early on. There is a, another group that, uh, from my best understanding, is the local Club America chapter, you know, for uh, Liga MAX. So they're looking at forming a group to support SDFC. And when I was at the Street Flow event, I heard of potentially another group. So right now we're looking at five identified groups, including us. And again, my best understanding is we're all going to be in that north end. And I would imagine it's going to be up to us as supporters to figure it out. Right. So, so one thing I wanted to ask also about this is um, there is kind of this delineation early on with Loyal where um, a supporter group had to have a certain number of season ticket members to be recognized. Now, I don't think that the club held strong, necessarily strong to that. I think there's some extenuating circumstances where a smaller group really deserved to be recognized, even if they didn't quite hit the, the number the club had kind of uh, arbitrarily set. Um, does... SDFC have that number and um, is it going to matter to be a recognized supporter group? If they do, I'm not aware of it. So um, I, I don't know. It's, it's, I think a lot of it hinges on whether there is an umbrella group to cover all of the supporters. Um, and again, I, I will be a little vague, but I know at least one of the groups has, uh, as from my understanding, requested for all of us to have conversations about forming an umbrella group. So I'm, again, there's you know bits what? and we pieces need to get of Jerry on the that pod. are out there. We really need to get What's Jerry up? on the pod. Um, maybe he'd come on and, and, and talk about some of this with us because I feel, I'm like, I'm like asking you and I'm like, you know, I really need to ask Jerry and I know Jerry listens. So um, maybe. Well, I, we can definitely reach out to him, but I yeah. think things are happening fast right now. And I think there's a lot of moving parts. And when new groups are also coming on board, it's trying to arrange all these different pieces and, and get things moving in some kind of coordinated fashion. Um, but there, there are some plans for something happening this month. And I know our leadership has that information. I don't know where it's gone beyond that, right? And that might be something we talk about at Congress or in some of our other channels here, but it's there, there's a lot of things moving and happening and things getting set in motion. And as I said before, 
If you're one of those people who would like to see this happen, this is the time to start reaching out to people and ask what you can do to help. Because some of the people who might be in as a representative in some of these meetings as leadership, because they're on leadership now, might not be on leadership in February. It's so we, we need to kind of help smooth this. Hey, Stop forming new groups and just run for leadership of this one. Okay. It's much easier. Listen, the paperwork's been done. The bylaws are there. It's it's all there much easier than, you know, starting a new group, just run for, run for leadership and, and, and help us get over the finish line. That's my pitch to anybody uh, thinking of starting another group yet another group, I should say. And and I would not be surprised if, as we move forward, there weren't other groups that that form. And I think, again, even other podcasts hearing, I've heard, you know, maybe, gosh, yeah. from from what I'm hearing, there is a, a I I think a push to get conversations happening for how this is going to look now that now that the oil are officially, you know finished as an organization and people are starting to move ahead and we have other people who have already, you know, bought in wanting to be part of the supporter group. But I think there's, there's all kinds of conversations. I mean, it, for us also, if we move this route, how is, how different is it going to be? I mean, we, if I, I think thought that's we were, one of the things. I'm sorry, you're using this language and I don't understand it. What do you mean, if <laughs> I thought we were moving uh, this route? That's been decided, right? It's, I think it was, uh, let's see how best to say this. I would say, yes, the direction was going to SDFC. I mean, there was an announcement on social media. There's like a four page statement. Right. And that's, and, but you used the word was, if, so I'm wondering, like, I'm, I'm sorry, I got to turn the screws a little bit here. Why are no, you using fine. the word if? Because one of the things we need to really understand is, are we a, going to be able to be the supporter group we want to be within the confines of SDFC? And what kind of voice will we be able to have in, in helping shape what some of those things are? Because... This will have, if it comes back after some of these meetings and we find out it's going to be a drastically different experience, then that might be a conversation we need to have is, do do we want to keep going forward with this or, or maybe not? So it's pushing forward now. It's moving in good faith with SDFC as this is the direction. But frankly, as leaders, and uh, you know, some people may have different information than I have, but the information I have is is vague right now. We have a lot of questions that we'd like to get answered that might get answered this month, right, through some of these conversations. But there is a lot of unknowns. And if we can navigate through those unknowns, there's a path forward out there. But if it's you know, it won't be this, but I mean, if they were to come back and say, you have to stay seated the whole time and you can't have drums and you, you know, like if something extreme comes along, then I think we have to really think how we want to proceed then if things, you know, come back drastically different and 
what it looks like in working with all the other groups. I'm fortunate that because of my soccer shorts work, I also have lots of connections with the other groups right now because I'm, I'm doing some filming and interviews and I haven't done really anything with the locals right now because we're still, you know, we're going to be going through a transition and things are changing and there's just a lot going on internally with the locals. But I would say there is a very strong feeling from what I've heard back so far of working together and trying to recreate something similar to what we had in 109 in terms of that experience. And if the, you well, know, of course, if the club why, is why willing to support that, that. Why, why wouldn't it be that? What? I mean, well, Torero, you're going to have other groups coming in with different ideas. Torero during right. loyal matches was the most electric atmosphere in USL. I don't see why uh, SDFC would not want similar levels of enthusiasm uh, in, in their building. I, I think that if, if loyal was the proving ground for professional men's outdoor soccer in San Diego, then uh, it just follows that um, that would be, I'm mean, not even people that are like, um, you know, members of supporter group, like even like the casual fans right. who came through Torero enjoyed the atmosphere that was, uh, that 109 brought. And that was, you know, a coalition of, of groups similar to what we're kind of right. talking about here. So to me, it just makes sense. And I'm, I'm kind of going to pitch this to anybody that's listening, you know, you, I think you can kind of hear in the way John is talking about this, some of the people that we have counted on in the past to lead the locals might be either tired ready to step back or not as hyped to go support this MLS club. And there are, is an opportunity there for somebody who is motivated to keep this thing going and is ready to do the work to kind of um, push this thing forward. Um, as you can tell, there is a lot of work to be done. Um, the locals, I think uh, the last number I had heard was like something like 300-ish, you know, paid members. It's nor north of 300. North of 300, right? So, um, you know, I think that like in up in Portland, you know, we're talking about six or 7,000 members of, of a supporter group. So, um, I mean, I, I know that the 3252 is named because of, I think there are more than 3,252 3, members. There's... Someone told me the number, and I don't remember what it was, but it's in the 5,000 range. I can't remember if it was high 5,000s, mid, low 5,000s, but it was in the 5,000 range. So along with numbers like that comes an administrative burden. It's going to be work, uh, more right. work than it was managing the locals. And um, we need people willing, ready, willing, and able to, to do that work. and you know reading between the lines here it sounds like not everybody who has been doing the work is ready to continue doing that into the next year and into this new direction so you know we need people to step up and um, take the reins if you are somebody who has maybe been in 109 a lot not really you know maybe you see some of the leadership, you think eh, locals is a little clicky, you know, there's this group or this group and you've never quite felt 
you know, like part of that. This is really a great opportunity to, um, you know, play an important role. And, and that's, I, I think you'll find uh, a, a community of people that um, are really appreciative of that kind of uh, willingness to kind of step up. And, you know, all it takes is just somebody to kind of raise their hand and throw their hat in the ring. I think uh, the last time we did have elections, there were people who I think won who hadn't really been, they were kind of unknowns um, previous to the election and became, you know, valuable leaders in the group and um, did a lot of good work. So this is not, you know, we are not just talking to ourselves here. You know, this is really an open call um, because I think if you think about it, you know, people who put out all of this effort and energy supporting loyal and the heartbreak of the club going away just emotionally it is very difficult to muster that energy and enthusiasm whenever maybe you did have your heart broken by by what happened here so you can kind of understand why i, I think it's it's a little there's a little bit of trepidation so um if, if you have not previously been involved in leadership you know maybe you don't have the same kind of trepidation, right? You know, this is a kind of a new frontier, a new opportunity to really be a uh, part of something that is special, that has been special and, and will be special going forward. Um, but, you know, just from what John had said with kind of this feeling of being behind with other groups already having merch and, and that sort of thing. Hey, you know what? we still have numbers <laughs> and um, until I hear a number higher than what we have, um, that is our strength and our advantage and um, not to be, I think, squandered in, you know, um, some less than enthusiastic leadership. Not that, I mean, I think Steve is fully on board with this direction. So I think there's um, obviously there are good people in place already, but it takes a team and, um, yeah, there's opportunities on the team. Uh, you know, it's like when you, you know, you're second string and, and somebody gets gets injured, you know, you got to be ready uh, to come off the bench. And um, it might be that time for somebody out there listening. And we'd love to have you, you know, be be more involved. Yeah. And I'd, I'd like to clarify just a couple of points on there. Um, I, I, would say it's not necessarily going to be more work it's going to be different work um and you know we because we've done a lot of things in the past but it also is going to be different we got to build a new relationship with another front office even though we know people who are there it's it's not the same it's going to be different which i think everybody needs to understand some of the hurdles we're going to face are going to be different but along with the work one of the things andrew just finished with is be part of the team i'd like to um impress upon everybody as much as possible that the team is not just the people in leadership there's so many people who also give and help even if it's just you know 20 minutes a week helping with something and they're not on leadership a perfect example is andrew right here right he does the podcast he's helped lead this podcast all year long he's not part of leadership right when i started and helped drew with this um year before last last year I don't, I don't even remember now when i started with drew but um but when i started helping out with the podcast i wasn't part of I, i'm a member of congress but i wasn't 
anything. I just helped out with the podcast. Dylan and Max, who did, you know, started up Bums Breakdown and Locals Last Call. It was something they were interested in doing and helping out. They we wanted to get that kind of podcast going. That's not really my skill set. I don't um as much as I enjoy the the matches and watch it and have my own kind of views on on tactical things. That's not really my specialty. I don't really like to dig in deep to the tactics, but Max and Dylan do, and a lot of people appreciated that episode. And Dylan also became a member of Congress, and Max was probably, our, I think, our most recent person who became part of Congress. But that's not where they started, right? So it's not just, oh, gosh, I, I don't want to run for this top leadership position and have all that weight and responsibility. It doesn't have to be that. It can be something very small. We're always looking for people to help out with podcast stuff. So I'll put a shout out for us, you know, if you want to help us with any of the media type things. I know Jason would love additional help with communications on the socials, if that's your thing. There's so many opportunities to get involved and especially get involved in this next year. There's going to be social meetup opportunities. That is a focus that a lot of people express that use 2024 to kind of get to know each other again. We won't have a team that will be our team in 2024, but we can still do some gatherings and events. And even if it's monthly, we have a, a board gaming club that meets regularly. We There's been talks about doing a, a bowling team and a league. We got our supporters gaming league. There, there are a lot of places to get involved and, and it doesn't have to be major. It can be little things or connections that some people have that help put us in touch with, you know, places like Second Chance, who became a partner for us and then eventually, um, you know, sponsored the the beer in our Man of uh, the Match growlers. So I, I, I don't want people to walk away that it's like, if I want to be involved, I have to be one of those people that gets elected into a leadership position. Like just get your feet in the door and just just help with something. One, if you've been on Discord, a great example if you've seen is Puma's on there and working with MTS and trying to see if we can get an MTS logo logo if we do a 2024 locals kit and kind of support local transit. So we'll see where that ends up. But he had the idea. People told him to run with it, and and he is. So anything along those lines that helps like they're all appreciated and welcome just i don't want people to leave with i have to run for vice president or i have to run for you know treasure i have to run for some big office to well, somebody to has to help. well somebody has to <laughs> but we, we have to fill those positions i, I do value my editorial independence as uh, the uh, podcast host uh, sometimes it is a little debilitating because I'm not in leadership meetings and I don't know what's happening and I have to, luckily I have John who I can ask. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it's, um, you know, I think with the holidays, it's definitely difficult to, Sure. I think, uh, you know, put your brain in the space that it needs to be in for this. Um, but yeah, it's coming. Uh, time is not going to wait for you. And um, I think in 2024, it's got to really, uh, if we're going to do these elections, 
got to be ready to go in the next year. Um, I do want to pivot a little bit um, because we had started to talk a little bit about soccers and you mentioned, uh, you know, social gatherings, getting together. Um, you can tailgate um, soccer's matches. Uh, if you didn't know, uh, one thing about the sports arena, there's a very large asphalt parking lot all the way around it. <laughs> and, um, and breweries right outside. So, um, you know, I, I've been to several of the tailgates in the past. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's, uh, it's a very affordable family outing. Um, probably the most affordable professional sports outing that you might have in, in town. Um, especially when you factor in tailgating and then I don't even think the beer in the arena is that expensive either. <laughs> so, um, I think there's a, a really good opportunity with the soccer season getting underway to have uh, keep in touch with uh, the, this community and to have some of those uh, experiences that, you know, you know, we might be missing. Yeah. And if I, I know um, we've had some people that, that have reached out to me that have expressed some concern about, you know, we, we always talk about things being on, on Discord, and Discord is the best place for information. And why, um, why don't we get more information out in other places? So I want to tie into what Andrew was saying is because if you were on Discord, then you would have seen Craig Elston's post, and you would have known about the two free tickets and to the Supporter Summit and to be able to go, which a lot of people took advantage of this last weekend. And I know sometimes Sundays are, are difficult for some people to attend a match in the evening. Uh, but a lot of people did. And sometimes those things don't get out on our other channels. And that's for two reasons. Like, sometimes there's information that needs to be kept a little more in-house that we don't want out or we've been asked not to put out on our socials. So we have chosen Discord as that place. Right? And if you want, I, I know it's another thing sometimes, but if you really want to be in the know, that is the best place. And it's not just locals, you know, Chavo's uh, is on, right. uh, their stuff goes out on Discord. Uh, this is not like unique. I think uh, with the wave, uh, with the, the sirens, same thing. This is not unique to locals. Um, it's not unique to supporter culture. Guess I what? Mean, There's it's... nobody under 40 on Facebook. Sorry. <laughs> and um, even when I do look at Facebook, I can't find anything because it's a mess and it's a terrible company. But here's, and yeah, sorry. Here, here's the second point is that all this takes work, right? And this goes back to what we were just talking about. We pretty much, at least through most of this year, had one person in charge of communications. And, you know, there were a lot of attempts to reach out and kind of pull some people in. And we might have missed some people who were willing to help, and maybe there was, you know, miscommunication there. I, I hope not, but if there was, I hope some of those people would reach out again because there are a lot of things that do end up on Discord that also would be good to get out on our socials. And I think Jason has done a huge job of trying to keep things out there on our socials, but one person can't do everything, and we have to pick and choose. And 
it doesn't always work for everyone. And that is a problem. It's a problem for us as a group trying to reach out to as many people as possible because we should be on Facebook and we should be on Instagram. We've tried to find someone to do TikTok for years because most of us of a certain age aren't interested in making those TikTok videos. But they would I only want to watch them. I, I watch, I'll watch 200 in a day, but I, I ain't making it one. <laughs> but... It, it takes people to help out. And even, again, for anybody who might be interested, it doesn't mean if you're interested in helping out, say, even with TikTok, that you have to take over everything. Right? Everybody is a volunteer. We, If someone's willing to help out, great. We'll make room. We'll make it happen. And if some things don't happen on Facebook or something else, they may not happen till till we get someone who's willing to say, you know what, I'll I'll handle the Facebook portion of it. And again, this is where I want to say like, you don't have to do everything, but we do have to make choices because everybody has a life outside of this. We're volunteers, and you know sometimes other regular life and the job that pays the bills gets in the way of you know doing your volunteer thing that you love doing. So the more people we can get involved and the more we can spread out that work, the more we can try to, to do all the things our members have asked of us, because we really would like to do all of them. Um, but for convenience, among other things, if you, if you really want to know, if it's important to you to know, find a way to get on Discord and it is important for us to do the others, but it's just humanly not possible to do everything unless we can get some help. If we can get the help, fantastic. We'll be on every platform all the time, getting our message out as much as possible. Um, we just we just need that help, and then we can do all those things. Yeah. Uh, yet another great opportunity for anybody who um, is looking to get more involved um because guess what by the time the season starts in 2025 it'll be uh we'll have missed the bus and i'm gonna be playing uh grand theft auto 6 in 2025 i don't know if you saw john uh the new <laughs> trailer is out i uh have big plans big big plans in 2025 i take some vacation time uh to really dig in to the the lore there uh, it's very exciting stuff. All right, I I don't know what we, we we've gone a bit here. I know we usually try to wrap up about now. Um, trying to see, looking through our notes, if there's any big Let's, thing. Let me let we, me ask you: missed. Is there anything um, a date coming up? You mentioned there might be another supporter thing uh, that's not nailed down, though. Where should people keep an eye out for that? Is um, when well, SDFC puts that stuff out, is it filtering through to, to Discord? Is that another Discord thing? Yes. I, I would say it's probably now. The best thing is it's filtering into leadership and will eventually, depending how things shape out, filter down, you know, and through Discord. And some of these things, you know, if it is through, I could be wrong about this, but just from what I've seen and, and through other experiences, if it's a likely supporter group event for the groups that already exist, this is not going to go out on the normal socials. They don't want 
average people crashing these things because if it's going to be a supporter group thing for the supporter groups that have already identified to support SDFC, they want to keep it with those groups or the leadership of those groups. So yes, sometimes there will be some meetings that will happen in the background to try to lay the groundwork for other things to happen for full members, but even those are unlikely to be out on our socials because it's only supposed to, it's supposed to be exclusive for supporter group members, not for the general public. Okay. So a we've spent another reason to be on discord. We, I was going to just say, you know, we've spent a large part of our time this week, um, begging and pleading for those interested to get involved. And the first step in getting involved is getting on discord. That's, that's the best advice if you're wondering how do i do this where do we meet up how do i uh get more involved you gotta jump on discord and um you know just be part of the the conversation and keep an eye out for uh these opportunities because um i think they've been doing these meetings about monthly with sdfc if uh, you know roughly um and then also they're it has roughly been monthly kind of community events. Then those are pushed out, obviously, on public-facing socials. So um, right. those are going to be your big opportunities to in engage with the group. And, um, yeah, you know, we don't want to get left behind. So uh, that's that's definitely the, the next step. So, John, as far as um, the podcast and the Loyal Locals podcast, um, we're looking for a new name, maybe, perhaps. Uh, calling it the Loyal Locals Podcast maybe is not ideal uh, in, the, in the future. Um, for one, uh, it's not very loyal. It's not very loyal to, to go and support a different club. So, I mean, obviously, there's extenuating circumstances. I'm not a, a Twitter troll. But so, you know, we may need to start uh, talking about that. A little bit of a rebrand here. I think Bum TV, that works. That stays. Well, I, I would, I actually like retaining loyal. And I don't know if I'm in the minority or majority in that idea. I think we should remove the SD loyal specific stuff, like our graphic, which. Give me a second. I'll pull up the overlay. Everybody, everybody sees it when when we come on. But just for something we can talk about, you know, we have the Loyal Locals podcast, and it's the SD Loyal badge or a variation of it. There, I like keeping the Loyal Locals um, podcast. If we do the Loyal, because I still look at it as I think a lot of our stuff still works. It's loyal to San Diego, right? And I think there's a there's a thing that still plays homage to where we were and keeps, you know, what we do because that's how we've we've looked at it being loyal to San Diego. That's where they pulled their name from. But I think shifting away from the branding of SD loyal would would help. So um, I actually like, I would be happy to keep it as the Loyal Locals podcast 
maybe just change the, you know, add the word loyal in there with the same font. Um, but that, that's where I am. But we are, we are open to hear other ideas because we're going to have to think about how we want to do this moving forward and, uh, and to all the other ideas we talked about in the survey and we want to do. So we, uh, we're ready to listen to people and, uh, and try to get more people involved. Okay. Now, as for the, the show, um, the plan remains to continue doing these every week. Are we going to take a break over the holiday? What's scheduling look like for, for the podcast and the live stream? Uh, we'll, we'll do two more episodes. We'll do uh, for this year for 2023. We'll go next week, um, on the 12th. And then the day after that, that's right. The 12th, right. Today's the fifth doing, doing my math in my head here. So we'll go on the 12th, and then the next day, the 13th, should be the December Congress meeting for leadership. Uh, and then we'll do one more podcast on the 19th, which is, you know, cutting it a little close to to our holiday time. Um, but And we'll finish there, and we will, we will definitely take at least one week off. We might take two and I don't know. We'll return sometime in January. We just need to see how things play out. So we'll do one more podcast after the Congress meeting. So hopefully we'll have some news to share with people about elections, about things that are coming up in January. We'll take a break and we'll come back at some point in January, but there's going to be a, a flurry of activity that needs to be done in the next six-ish weeks to get us ready for the the 2024 I'll call it season for lack of a better right. term for us but All right I'm excited man I'm excited uh we ain't gonna get beat by no riptides I'm sorry I'm sorry I can't <laughs> I can't let that happen come on we need to I know man I'm sad about loyal as any as sad as anybody but uh you know what I like the locals more than I like the loyal and I want to see this thing succeed and grow. So um, let's go. Let's let's get it going. All right. Thank you, uh, John. Um, so we will be back, be back next week. And, um, you know, where to find John on the Discord. And you can find me there, yep. too. Um, and on Twitter. I will never leave Twitter until it dies. So um, look for me there. Thank you so much. All right. Good night, everyone. Bye. Bye.